Welcome back to Brailcast, connecting the dots for blind people everywhere. And coming up this month, how Father Christmas is making sure that blind and partially sighted children can read the letters that he sends them, and an Alexa skill to help you brush up your Braille. Christmas is coming, the goose is getting fat, and some of Santa's most trusted helpers have been sent on secondment to the Royal National Institute of Blind People, where they're busy writing letters to visually impaired children in accessible formats. Coordinating this effort on behalf of RNIB is Rachel Jarvis, one of the team leaders in the RNIB News Agent Service, and she joins me on the podcast now to talk more about this exciting project. And uh, Rachel, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I wonder if we could start right back at the start. Uh, I am old enough or young enough, depending on how you look at it, to remember receiving a letter from Santa as a child, and that was probably about 15 or 20 years ago now. So what can you tell me about the history of the project, and how long have you been involved with the Right to Santa project? Well, hi, Matthew. Thank you very much for having me on today. Um, Yes, so Santa has um, been sending letters out to blind and partially sighted children now for um, over 20 years. So, you know, that ties in well with um, you having received one. Um, So, yes, I've been involved um, for about the last couple of decades. um, And during that time, we've sent out hundreds and hundreds of letters to blind and partially sighted children. Um, I mean, at the very beginning, it would have been um, between sort of one and 200 letters. Um, And last year, which was a record breaking year for us, we sent out almost 1400 letters. It's not just brow letters that we send out. Um, Santa works his magic and we send out audio letters and print letters too. And how long on average would you say these letters are? And do they have a particular format? You know, are they very, very specific to what a child might want or are they, you know, just a standard form letter and how does that work? Okay, so um, it is a a general letter. Um, The audio is a generic recording. um, And then on the brow and the print, we do personalise it with the child's name um, because we're able to do that in the office. So the process of getting a letter from Santa needs to be initiated somehow. So I suppose that means that people have to write to you and ask for a letter from Santa. And I'm guessing that children are not likely to write in to Santa and say, hello, can I have a letter, please? So uh, are you expecting most requests to come from parents? And how do they go about requesting such a letter for their children? Uh, yes, absolutely. I mean, there's there's various ways that um, parents, um, carers and teachers can apply for a letter on behalf of the child. Um, firstly, you can um, write to us. So the address is Santa Claus, RNIB, Midgate House, Midgate, Peterborough, PE11TN. You can also apply um via our online portal, which you can find on our website at rnib.org.uk. And you can also send us an email at santa at rnib.org.uk. And the deadline for letters is Tuesday the 1st of December. 
So obviously, you know, we need to ensure that the letter includes the child's name and address, uh, what format they require their letter in. So as we said earlier, we do contracted and uncontracted Braille, audio or large print, um, and you can specify the font size as well. And what happens if, apart from font size, what happens if a parent writes in that they are going to be getting their child something specific for Christmas on behalf of Santa? I guess because these are fairly standard form letters, you're asking parents not to do that because you can't um, actually incorporate that information into the letter anyway. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. It would be advisable, you know, not to sort of promise anything. Um, I mean, we do receive letters that, you know, the child tells us what they would like for Christmas. Um, and we do send out a small gift with the, with Santa's letter. Um, and we may try and, and tweak, you know, tweak that to suit any requests they have. Um, but obviously, you know, it's impossible to send out things like iPads and, and the latest iPhone, things like that. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So you say there's a gift in the letter. That's really quite nice. Is there a cost involved then? Do parents need to send a cheque or teachers need to send a cheque with the letter to pay for the gift or how does that work? Um, no, the, the letter is completely free. Um, you know, it's just a small gift, um, adds to that element of surprise for the, the child. Um, and we try and send out an age appropriate gift. Um, so yeah, just to, to bring an extra smile to the child. Sure. And obviously that means you need to include the child's age in the uh, request that... Yes, yes, please. That'd be very helpful. ...sent out. So the deadline is the 1st of December for receipt of letters. There's a slightly later deadline for the receipt of emails, I think. So how does this side of things work? Yes. So obviously we we all appreciate that, you know, your Christmas to-do list gets longer and longer. So if you do miss the 1st of December deadline, you can still email Santa at santa at rnib.org uk and we will be able to arrange for a letter to be emailed back. Um, But that obviously will not include any gift. And the deadline for those for, for email letters is Monday, the 22nd of December. Yeah, and that's just a soft copy email. So you can't email in a request for a a hard copy letter beyond the 1st of December. It would just be an email. Yes, yeah. And you say that it's not just parents that can write in. You can get letters from parents and teachers and, and carers and things. So what happens if the teacher of a child requests a letter for that child and the parent of a child requests a letter for the same child. Do you have any strategies in place to sort of um, stop a child from receiving two letters or are some children just lucky and get two letters from Santa? Um, We do log all the letters we receive on our magic spreadsheet. So we will be able to identify um, multiple requests, Um, but they will get a response to each letter. Well, that's really good to know. And Rachel, thank you so much, as I say, for coming onto the podcast today to talk about the Letter from Santa project. It's really, really great to hear that this project is still going strong, if not stronger, uh, after all this time has elapsed. Just one final question, and I don't really want to bring it up, but it's in the news all the time at the moment. The coronavirus pandemic People are being asked to work from home where they possibly can. Businesses are having to be COVID secure. People are having to socially distance. Um, People are worried about whether things are safe. 
what's happening at RNIB in terms of the letter from Santa Project from a COVID point of view? Um, well, we've had to make a few sort of logistical changes behind the scenes, but all the elves and fairies are good to go. I mean, obviously, on a sensible level, you know, we'll be here adhering to, um, you know, COVID regulations. So we'll be using hand sanitizers, you know, keeping our distance while we're packing um, and parcels will be packed and left um, for a couple of days before dispatch. You know, so they should be, um, you know, safe to open when the child receives them. Um, I want to get across, obviously, we're operating, uh, you know, as normal. Um, you know, and inclusion is key to all R&IB's work. So we want blind and partially sighted children, you know, to be able to enjoy Christmas in much the same way that their sighted peers do. Obviously, you know, we appreciate it's been a very difficult year for many of us. So I think we all deserve an extra bit of Christmas magic. So I would encourage parents, carers and teachers to... Um, get their letters in. Rachel Jarvis, RNIB news agent team leader. And a reminder that if you would like to request a letter from Santa for a child, you may do so by emailing Santa, S-A-N-T-A, at rnib.org.uk, or you can write to Santa Claus, RNIB, Midgate House, Midgate, Peterborough, PE1, 1TN. There is also a web form and there is a link to that and a list of all of the details I've just given you in the show notes. What's Christmas without a bit of fun? Well, rather dreary if you ask me, but how do you have fun when you are both blind and stuck in the middle of lockdown in the middle of a global pandemic? Well, There are a couple of Amazon Echo skills which are Braille related. One such skill is called Braille Challenge and I thought that seeing as we were having a bit of fun on this episode of Braillecast I would record a quick demo of this skill so you can hear it in action. It is very simple to use uh, and it's just a bit of fun with some uh, light Braille trivia. However, there are some catches that you need to be aware of in order to make the most of it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to run the Braille skill twice. I'm going to first of all record myself doing it and then I'm going to interrupt the recording periodically to give you some commentary on some things to look out for. And the second time, I'm just going to run it through so you can see how quickly it can be done uh, without interruption. Don't panic. If you have any Amazon Echo devices in the household where you're listening to this podcast, I will not be using the wake word. I have access to an Echo Dot and I will be using the button on the top of the Echo Dot in order to trigger the Amazon Smart Assistant so you should not hear the wake word constantly. So with that said, let's wake up the Echo Dot and launch the Braille Challenge. Open Braille Challenge. Okay, here's the Braille Challenge. Welcome to the Braille Challenge. I will ask you five questions. Try to get as many right as you can. Just say the number of the answer. Let's begin. Question 1. The letter M is a contraction for which word? 1. Many. 2. Man. 3. Most. 4. More. 
Now, clearly more is the right answer to this question, but this skill is very delicate about how you answer questions. Notice at the start it said, uh, please say the number of the answer. So uh, you really do need to be very precise and only say the number. So in this case, what you're supposed to say is four. You're not supposed to say more. You're not supposed to say four more. You're just supposed to say four. So let's find out what happens if you don't say four. More. The correct answer is four. More. Your score is zero. So that is very unfortunate. I got the right answer, but because I didn't say it in the right way, the skill didn't realise that I'd got the right answer. So let's see if I do a better job next time round. Question two. The letter J is made up of which braille dots? One. Dots one, two, four and five. Two. Dots two, three and six. Three. Dots two and four. Four. Dots two, four and five. So this is even more confusing for the skill because not only do we have numbers in the answer, but we have numbers for the answer as well. So the answer is, of course, four. The numbers being dots two, four and five. And again, we need to be really careful. If we say the dot numbers, this will confuse the skill. Perhaps it would have been better if the skill had letters for answers rather than numbers, although maybe that would throw up confusion later on, I'm not sure. Four, dots two, four and five. The correct answer is four, dots two, four and five. Your score is zero. So as you can hear, I tried saying more than I should have said and once again got zero points. Very, very frustrating indeed. So we'll go through the rest of the demo now and see just how precise we need to be in order to start getting points. Question three. The letter A is made up of which braille dots? One, dot four, two, dots one and two, three, dot five. Four. Dot one. Four. That answer is correct. Your score is one. Excellent. So this time I got the right answer. It's just a little bit confusing because an A is not dot four, of course. An A is dot one. But it was answer four and therefore I needed to give it the number four in the answer. Question four. The letter B is a contraction for which word? One, but, two, my, three, bat, four, because. Now you'll notice that there were two words in that list that perhaps sounded a bit similar. There was the word but, B-U-T, that's uh, answer number one, and the word bat, B-A-T, as answer number three. Now, one thing I didn't do in the demonstration, but I will tell you it does work, is if you get stuck and you don't quite hear, you know, if you sort of go, oh, I thought it said but the first time, but now it's said but again, um, what you can do is say repeat. And this is a keyword that is recognised by the game. And if you say repeat, it will literally just repeat the question. And you can say repeat, it seems, an infinite number of times. So well worth bearing that in mind. Much better to say repeat than to get a wrong answer. I'm going to take a punt, though, that 
answer number one is the one that I want. One. That answer is correct. Your score is two. Fabulous! That worked perfectly, and my score is two. It should be four, really, seeing as I got uh, the two first answers right as well. But of course, it didn't know that. Now, I will go ahead and answer the last question. There are five questions in total in this little quiz. Um, if for some reason you couldn't answer the last question,、uh, or you needed to end the game early, another keyword that it recognises is stop. And if you say stop, it will just say、um, thank you for playing and goodbye, and it won't remember your score for next time or anything like that. It will just exit the game. Question five: The letter G is made up of which Braille dots? One, dots one, two, three, and five. Two, dots one and two, three, dots two, three and six, four, dots one, two, four and five. Four. That answer is correct. You got three out of five questions correct. Thank you for playing. Please visit www.accessibility.net for more skills and for information about mobile device accessibility. So there you have it. I've finished the game with a score of three points. It says thank you for playing and puts me back to regular、uh, Amazon Echo mode. I can send it any request that I want now. The game is gone.、Uh, it's probably worth confirming that it doesn't do anything fancy. It doesn't have any sort of scoreboard, so you can't、uh, see if your score is any better this time to how your score was last time. You can't、uh, tell it who you are, so you can't see if your score is better than your friend's score. It doesn't have access to the internet. It is a very simple game.、Uh, your score is for that game only, and if you want to do any sort of scoreboarding, you'll have to do that yourself, maybe、uh, with a, a shared Google Sheet or something for the purpose. So. Having gone through a game with commentary, I'm now going to go through a second game without commentary. And I mentioned at the start of this review that my Echo Dot has a button on the top that will open and close the microphone,、uh, so I don't have to use the wake word. That button can be used to interrupt Alexa while she is speaking, and I'm going to use that to good effect. In the game, because as you can hear, if the answer is number one, and you know that the answer is number one, you don't particularly want to be waiting around for it to announce answers two, three, and four. So I'll interrupt it with the button. In theory, you could also interrupt it with the wake word. Open Braille Challenge. Welcome to the Braille Challenge. I will ask you five questions. Try to get as many right as you can. Just say the number of the answer. Let's begin. Question one: The letter M is made up of which Braille dots? One, dots one four and six. Two, dots one three and five. Three, dots two three and six. Four, dots one three and four. Four. That answer is correct. Your score is one. Question two. The letter R is made up of which Braille dots? One, dots one, two, three, and five. Two. One. That answer is correct. Your score is two. Question three. 
the letter E is made up of which braille dots? 1. Dots 1 and 5. 2. 1. That answer is correct. Your score is 3. Question 4. The letter P is a contraction for which word? 1. Person. 2. Post. 3. People. 4. 3. That answer is correct. Your score is 4. Question 5. The letter D is a contraction for which word? 1. Did. 2. Done. 3. Does. 4. Do. 4. That answer is correct. You got 5 out of 5 questions correct. Thank you for playing. Please visit www.iaccessibility.net for more skills and for information about mobile device accessibility. And there you have it, a nice, simple Braille challenge game on Amazon Alexa. That website, by the way, is www.accessibility, as it sounds, A-C-C-E-S-S-I-B-I-L-I-T-Y dot net. And the one final thing to note is that you can, of course, tell your Amazon smart speakers to speak faster and speak slower if you do that then the Braille Challenge skill will observe that. So if your Echo is normally speaking faster than mine, then your Braille Challenge will also speak faster than mine. And that's it for this episode of Braillecast. If you have any comments, please do email us. The email address is news at braillecast.com. That's news at braillecast.com. For now, though, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you again next time. Bye for now.